Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella. Today, I am joined by Vinny Monea back on the pod, one of everyone's favorite guests. Vince, how hmm. are you? Hi, guys. Uh, um, uh, so My little pony himself back on the pod. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um... And I, dang, I, sh- I knew I should have worn my Pinkie Pie hoodie. Um, <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm doing really good. Uh, I know it's been a minute since I was last on the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm happy to be back, man. I have uh, lots to talk about. Hell yeah. How was your um, How was your weekend? How was your life? I haven't seen you in a, in a while. Yeah, actually. Um, I don't think since we went to Boston. Uh, it, it had to have been maybe right before Halloween, I feel like. Yeah. Because we were talking about potentially going Yumicon. to Yumicon. Yeah. Or I was, but I, you know, had too many Halloween parties. Yep. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I've been good. I've been busy. I'll, I'll go into more detail with that. But, yeah, Yumicon was a lot of fun. Um, it was such a joy being able to, like, just hang out with huge groups of other people and like the thing i've always loved most about Unicon, the the sense of camaraderie and fellowship of it where there's just a huge diversity of people there and like everyone's like instant friends with everyone and you just meet hang out with random strangers and it's a great time yeah i was talking to uh, my friend olivia about that oh yeah and, um, uh, i did not see her there we came to the realization like why the fuck have i not been to one of these things i know she goes to chicago the chicago one because that's where she lives yeah and whatnot and like it sounds like you get to dress up bunch of random strangers everyone's probably really friendly and wants mm-hmm. to i would i would fucking love that shit yeah <laughs> it's a great time it is i i can't recommend it highly enough <laughs> well hopefully this beer we're about to be drinking we can't recommend highly enough though i highly doubt that because this is not <laughs> this traditional beer that i drink but vince what are we drinking tonight it is called tiramisu blonde from shorts brewery it is experimental blonde ale brewed with milk sugar coffee and cocoa nibs a and total babe this ale is hazy and light brown with a delicate perfume of coffee and chocolate tastes like a roasted coffee and velvet chocolate and feels creamy and soft to the tongue before finishing smooth and sweet skip dessert for this butte and give your italian granny a run for her money <laughs> mamma mia <laughs> 4.1 abv and 23 ibu let's crack these open yeah you know, I normally don't like sweet beers, but this one sounds like more like a stout, even though it's called a blonde. Yeah, well, let's find out. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Episode number 184, everybody. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it tastes like a blonde with coffee in it. Yep. You know, this tastes a lot like Jordan's coffee kombucha. This tastes a lot like Jordan's coffee kombucha. Do not talk about kombucha. J- J- Jordan, if you're drink. listening, I think you need to talk to a lawyer. <laughs> if I see a bunch of floating, um, uh, what are those things called? The little... Drone? No, they're like... The, the, the thing, the gojis? Gobies? I don't know. Whatever the bacteria in the kombucha that makes it. I'll oh, uh, scoby. Scoby. Scobies. Nope, I better not find any scobies in this shit. Yeah, <laughs> mm, those delicious fleshy pancakes. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I don't know how Jordan likes. There's a reason, Jordan. I'm so sorry, but there's a reason you haven't been on the podcast in a while. <laughs> Beer number one, sport. Well, Vince, as I had told you off the air, I just got back from Denver. Yeah. Um, uh, and one of the main reasons I was there is the Lions were playing at the Denver Broncos, and we went to the game, actually. Oh, my goodness. How was that? Uh, well, the Lions lost. Embarrassing. Whoa, me. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Where did this come from? I know. Am I right? I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Would have never thought that. But, um, uh, you know, as, as was expected, of course, it's the Lions. This is a rebuilding year mm-hmm. and uh, a really failed rebuilding year, really. Um, but um, <laughs> the stadium was... No, it's a rebuilding year, Nick, because they are laying a foundation, a groundwork. They they want to make it so that every future year, the Lions can at least say to themselves, guys, we're doing better than we did in 2021. I mean, yeah, it'd be pretty hard. We've won one game, um, and we didn't lose one other game. Because we mm. got one of the rare things that happens in the NFL, a tie. Mm. <laughs> and then yes, we, we've lost we're, the we're, We got a tie. <laughs> we got a tie. But at this point, it, it's probably imperative for the Lions to lose the rest of their game so they can secure the number one draft pick. Because if they win one more, they will jump to, I think, the second overall pick. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, really, like seriously, just make it so that you can't do worse than this. Like, just set that record yeah. now. Like, right. you're... There's no point. Like, just set the record now so that every year hence you will look better than you did this year. Let's just be the worst team in the first time that they expanded to 17 games. Yes! Because <laughs> we were already the first team to go 0-16. And thankfully, we won at least one game, so we don't want to have that embarrassment. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so dead inside from football at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like... Uh, it, it really, it really, uh, you know, I, the Lions should be, the whole organization should be so grateful that they have the fandom that they do because, I mean, they've been such embarrassing failures for so long and somehow they only seem to fail harder as time goes on and yet they still have so many loyal fans and it's, it's, it's just, I wish that we had a like a good team to root for like we had a team to root for that didn't just like squander our support yeah i mean it's 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 frustrating but you know it is what it is um empowered field which is where the broncos play mm-hmm. um was pretty cool we nice. had really high nosebleed seats oh cool directly in the so sun those are the and anime was, seats right it, it was so hot up there <laughs> Even in December, like we were fucking dying of heat. Really? Not at all related to how hungover we were. But... <laughs> you were blazing, right? <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> Even though we were in Denver. <laughs> um, Aw, man. But, um, you know, venue was cool. Nothing super special. They had some weird hoi- horse sounds going on the whole time because they're the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Oh, dang. That would have been perfect. I could have, like, uh, I could have worn my, like, pony swag there. Yeah. They always had such a Broncos fan. There was actually, like, a a lot of Lions fans there. Like, so many what? Lions fans there, which is weird. You know, I didn't, 
I mean, if, like you were saying, we have a loyal fan base. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that flight there, like because the Red Wings also played um, uh, against the Avalanche there uh-huh. uh, on the Friday we came there. Um, we didn't go. To yeah, that that's game, really but... hard to play against uh, a natural phenomenon like an Avalanche. I mean, yeah, it's got to take a really good team coordination. <laughs> like a like another real thing, like a Red Wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just a tire that can fly, apparently. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like a super tire versus just like a natural disaster. I'll take the super tire, thank well, you. Uh, yes, exactly, especially when it can fly. Yes. <laughs> Even though I think the Red Wings lost by a the lot of points. sequel to Rubber. Oh, my God, Stella is in the studio, and she just fucking cracked her hat. <laughs> Ugh, that smells bad. And I'm really happy my nose doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, other than that... Um, Red Wings are the only team in uh, Detroit right now that is doing really good. Um, by really good, I mean they are actually in a playoff spot right now. Nice. Um, and our two rookies are performing uh, way ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't had these rookies since Steve Eiserman and Nicholas Lidstrom. Like they're like just behind them in like points scored so far. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. Do you got anything else for sports here? Um, yeah, actually. What do you got? Um, I know you got, Vince has got a li- his little notebook over here. Yeah. Um, all three things. Uh, so, um, but, uh, so I, I was, uh, discussing, you know, uh, oblong Zeppelin toss with my colleagues at work today, as one does. I don't know what that means. Uh, like, what do, what do you call it? Uh, what's your, what's your, your peasant word for uh oh, a zeppelin ah yes yes a football yeah um, <laughs> i guess they aren't i don't know why you put the oblong in there aren't all zeppelins oblong like hmm it's a good point actually <laughs> <laughs> were you talking mind about... blown um <laughs> but <laughs> what i was actually actually going to uh say with that is so you know they were discussing the lions and uh so so I guess Matthew uh, Stafford. Stafford, yes, he's actually doing really good out of the Lions. All right. Well, he just had a really good game against uh-huh. um, the number one seed in the NFC, um, mm-hmm. the Cardinals. He just he finally beat a team with a winning record mm-hmm. um, in an important situation with a fucking cool. stacked team. Keep it. Keep that for granted. But yeah, uh, Stafford. Which which sucks for the Lions because we have the Rams mm-hmm. uh, number one pick next year and the year after. So every time they win a game, it hurts our draft pick. Uh, so I've become an anti Rams fan this year. Anti Rams. Not that I have any yeah. ill will towards Matthew Stafford, but these next two years I do. It, it's <laughs> like I'm so happy that like he was able to actually like go join a team that's not just dooming his career. <laughs> I. I, I, I don't I don't really want to express happiness for him just yet. And, well, and was it uh, him or was it a, there another um, pl- former now former Lions player who did a, an interview recently where they were talking about how much they hated working with uh, Matthew Patricia? You know, oh yeah, I think Darius Slay is yeah, been pretty outspoken that's, that's about him. it. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like uh, Matt or yeah, Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia and Bob yeah. Quinn really, really, really fucking ruined this franchise. Like even worse than it already was when Jim Caldwell, the previous coach, had it. But um, I yeah. mean, and that's that's fascinating. I mean, it it totally 
makes sense given how the lions performed under maddie patty's rulership yeah but uh um it's cathartic just to get that confirmation that like no this this wasn't a case of like someone who came in with like uh you know uh uh, a song on their lips and you know sunshine in their heart and really wanted to make this team good no this guy just sucked yeah i I, well he came from the bill belichick coaching tree which is the patriots mm -hmm. and every patriots coach or from that organization that has gone on to coach has just really dismantled a franchise so i kind of think it's a conspiracy thing where bill belichick's like yeah go ahead we'll get you a job later <laughs> because matt patricia is back working with the patriots oh he is and, <laughs> and they have like the best defense in the league right now that's <laughs> hilarious which is i mean that's so like it's yeah, like some, man that's, that's some next level yeah so, that's some industrial espionage right there <laughs> these are the kind of conspiracy the, theories that i like to think about because the, they don't destroy the world when people believe in them it's like they a just dang, destroy I my guess, world i guess i guess <laughs> solid snake must own the the, the boston patriots because yeah that is some secret agent shenanigans <laughs> right there <laughs> um have you seen what's going on in the nfl and uh, actually all sports leagues right now with the covid numbers going up yeah actually that's the the other thing I was gonna bring up is uh, like uh, that. So this is a unique, you know, or new, or, you know, phenomenon. Or mew. Yeah. Mew. Or, yeah. Or should I say mew <laughs> phenomenon? You know, I think uh, Omicron is the yeah. Is yes, what's the going current on right variant. Sure. Yeah. Or should I say yeah? <laughs> but uh, yeah. So do you? How do you think this is these like this is gonna affect the the season? Um, well, it's like it's all coming to it. Like it just happened to the Lions. Like mm-hmm. they were playing essentially with a practice squad against uh, um, all the Broncos because they mm-hmm. had like I don't know like seven or eight starters out with uh, in COVID protocol and whatnot. And they the NFL just said like just has like seventy five players all out right now, including Baker Mayfield, who's a star, and like Odell Beckham Jr., who's one of Matthew Stafford's receiver just getting into the protocol and even if you're vaccinated like you have to have two negative tests within 24 hours to play mm-hmm. and like these people aren't symptomatic most of them at least the vaccinated ones aren't aren't mm-hmm. but um yeah it's in it's a, it's gonna affect this because this is the playoff push right now mm-hmm. and of course it's happening because omicron is here yeah and it's um the winter mm-hmm. so things are getting more like inside and indoors and mm-hmm. omicron is as us uh, 500 percent more spreadable than delta then like yeah this is going to keep happening um mm-hmm. even to the vaccinated people um and uh, uh... <laughs> right when everything is like completely opened up and loosened you know this man this uh, needs to be over yeah i it, it's it's like i i really it's already hope being, that, that it's already pill, gonna be that endemic. covid pill yeah, That's from Pfizer. Like, yeah, please, please let that be as super effective as they say it is. Like, and it's a lot easier to convince people to take that than yeah, the vaccine. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I really, this needs to just be done. Yeah, well, um, uh, I said from the beginning that 2022 was going to be the end of this, and I think sometime in like the spring, it's just going to be. It's already, it's already like there's no way we're um, eradicating this, obviously, because, um, you know. It's super spreadable, and we live in a culture where things that aren't real happen, or people believe. Like, so people aren't going to get vaccinated. Um, hmm. You know, so it's just going to be like the flu, where it's just an endemic and just happens every year. And 
something we just deal with and uh probably have to get booster shots every year and uh yeah it's gonna suck but yeah it's 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 like uh um what a wonderful way to kick off the new decade (laughs) you know um football only plays once a week but basketball and hockey are going on right now and they already have just started like suspending games and whatnot because everyone's getting uh coming down with it or just testing positive for it really Mm -hmm. so one of the ideas that i've heard thrown out is to stop testing asymptomatic people Mm -hmm. because you know you don't have to like we don't have to get tested if we're asymptomatic to go to work or people don't have to get tested to go to stadiums if they are but these players for when they go to work they have to get tested and i'm not certain this is the exact right way to go Mm -hmm. but i don't know how much more you can do for people who aren't going to get vaccinated the pill dang it (laughs) the pill get that pill out (laughs) i'm sure there'll be conspiracy theories on that too because that's the world we live in Uh, the Mm. red the red wings actually have um the only unvaccinated player in the NHL on their team, mm. and Tyler Bertuzzi, he's not allowed to go to Canada because you can't um, go into any stadiums in Canada without a vax card or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I think it's also I think New York and California you can't do that. Like there's an NBA player that's not even playing because of that right now. Like one of the superstars in the league for the Brooklyn Nets, Ky- Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't even played on his team because he doesn't believe in all that stuff or whatnot. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't really know what the answer is other than to postpone the season a little bit, but like they're not they're not going to do that cuz the NFL's all about money and Yeah. It, it it's like uh I mean if they, if it, if the season doesn't have to get postponed for that long, it's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. you know? Like if the the Super Bowl happens like a month later than it normally would, that's fine. It's just it's just gonna suck because right now, um, uh, for the fantasy football players out there, no, yeah, this is right. Like, <laughs> this is slaughtering you. This or next week is traditionally the first week of uh, fantasy football playoffs. So mm-hmm. like, this when everything starts counting, like stars are gonna be not able to play. So like, it's gonna be like a little bit of a flawed championship for the that team that wins in their fantasy leagues. Mm-hmm. But like, there is really nothing you can do about it. Like, if they're gonna keep playing these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, exciting times. Um, unfortunate times that it's going to ruin the quality of games and the like sanctity of uh, what the better team winning when mm-hmm. it's really like if these players like can play and they aren't sick, then they probably should be able to play. Though I, I know we don't want it spreading to anyone, but mm-hmm. like you're having them play in full stadiums mm-hmm. with a bunch of people that aren't vaccinated and aren't testing and probably some that are kind of sick you know it's hard uh it's a hard thing to come up with an answer yeah no i i uh uh, yeah i mean that that's an important thing to understand about all this is that there is no one answer right now it's just not possible we just kind of have to play it by ear i'm just tired yeah me too (laughs) same when that's 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 that it's like needs to be freaking over i am so <laughs> sick of this yeah i'm so um, tired of but, wearing a mask on an airplane yeah you <laughs> i'm so sick of wearing a mask at period but yes um i don't really like, mind it's winter now um so it's, i don't it mind is it better in winter it keeps your face warm but goddamn but still, coming home i'd still rather just not have to deal with it coming home on the brink of death based on my uh hungoverness on an airplane is really really tough because <laughs> I already hate flying, and I feel like I can't breathe half the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
and I'm vaccinated and feel feel relatively protected. Same. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'll get my booster. Was I, I had yeah. COVID about a about a month ago, so I don't think I can get my booster yet. But once I can, I will get it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, how much time do we have left in this segment? Halfway. Halfway. Uh, so. Uh, Nick, do you uh, do you have any other uh, important nope. things you want to bring up, or shall I uh, use my hold up here? Use it all up, baby. Okay, well then, Nick, hold on up there, little cowboy. <laughs> uh, so um, I am going to use the remainder of this the sports segment to. Uh, talk about uh me uh, okay. a little bit um, <laughs> i've never had somebody use their hold up on themselves before yeah. the closest one was dylan a couple of weeks ago use it on his fantasy football team but <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't that just fit into like sports already yeah but he wanted to talk exclusively about the booty bowl <laughs> got it like uh um yeah so basically i'm becoming a narcissist <laughs> um, but no um basically uh because um, you know, the last time, basically the last time I was on this podcast, I believe it was right, it was in, or early in the year, it was right after Biden's inaugural address. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's like right at the beginning of the year, and here I have one right at the very end of the year. All right. Uh, um, and, uh, um... I'm trying to see if I remember what beer you had, but got it. Yeah, I can't remember either. I don't think. Anyways, um, uh, basically, and uh, I just want to say it's it's really having these these split six episodes that I'm on. They are such nice time capsules. It is so cool being able to go back and listen to those and just get reminded of what the the feeling was like in that current point in time and so i'm happy i can you're allowing me to come make another time capsule here yeah and, i hope uh, i hope one day they just take these and put them in a box somewhere <laughs> that and, would and be fun once humanity finally crumbles <laughs> yeah um <laughs> once we once we all revert to a uh, mad max inspired society yeah. <laughs> we these these will become the 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 uh prophecies of the ancients <laughs> that oracles will recite <laughs> to the masses <laughs> um, do not become addicted light. to beer <laughs> <laughs> it will take hold of you and you will resent its absence <laughs> um beer fountain uh, so but uh basically so what i wanted to talk about was you know um uh last year you know everything everyone's schedules and plans just got like just mangled um and uh you know i had to work so many hours still working in retail um, you know, and especially with grocery stores and drug stores, you know, that was crazy busy last year. Um, and, you know, and then also did lots of political volunteer work, you know, mm. for canvassing for Bernie Sanders in the 
Democratic primary in Michigan and then doing uh, the election inspection work, uh, you know, in the, the voting precincts. Yeah, one of the people faking the votes. Yep. <laughs> if, uh, yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, if you want to hear more details about how the the we help the Democratic Party rig the election, go back and listen to the last episode of Split Six that I was on. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, so, and, you know, that's, that's all good stuff. And that stuff, you know, uh, you know, that, that, that sort of like, you know, being very giving of my time and energy is, you know, definitely it's a good attribute. But there were a lot of things that they put on hold that I wanted to try and get done this year. Uh, and so, like, first off, I'm very happy that I was able to finish trade school congratulations Um, yeah thank you you know there were all kinds of delays and uh the 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 program was worsened drastically by covid because you know trade school there's a lot that really needs to be taught like uh in person you know um and uh because of covid all the like hands-on stuff that was should have been part of our curriculum had to be just kind of like temporarily you know for for that time like just kind of like just taken out of the curriculum so the end result was that you know we you know i mean i get it 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 allowed us to actually get through the program but we kind of got a worse education as a result of it or lower quality education i feel because we weren't able to go on like you know facility tour just and you know do the hands-on maintenance the important stuff stuff about going to a trade school yes um and you know there was way more book learning which if you don't have the actual like thing there as like a it, the the it, it in the abstract it, it just from like a textbook is so much more difficult to understand uh, yeah and, i mean i went to a trade school way back in the day and if i didn't have hands-on learning like i just learning from a book would have been stupid for yeah because i went for a film school i would have been fucking really dumb mm-hmm. and waste of fucking money so <laughs> yeah it, we were not like we were not happy like to give you an idea of how like just rock bottom uh a morale was for my class mm-hmm. um i think we had let's say roughly 30 people in my class before covid like half of them didn't come back uh you know once the the school came back in session yeah. after covid happened and then the like i think it, it by the end they were including me only six of us actually made it to the final and uh like one person dropped out the week before finals and one person dropped out after taking one final but before taking the second final so we wouldn't it wouldn't be possible for him to even know what his grades were but that's just how low morale was we were all so demoralized at that point like uh, um but we we made it and as far as i'm aware all six of us um uh we we all passed our uh licensing exams 
Um, Congratulations then, again. Thank you. And then, you know, I wanted to get, uh, a, you know, a job in the trades. <laughs> That's why you go to a trade school. <laughs> right. Um, and bizarrely. Do you want to ex- explain what this trade is? Um, like, uh, I got uh, two licenses, uh, basically, or three, technically. Basically, the two main ones were um, uh, I got a third class refrigeration operators license so it's working with like chemical refrigerants Mm -hmm. um like uh ammonia or freon um and then the other one was a high pressure boiler operation so you know uh large you know buildings whether they be like uh, schools apartment buildings office buildings hospitals um they have boilers in um that uh help basically make a ton of things work or or at the very least provide heating at the least you know it depends on the building is it all steam based uh yeah the boilers you know make making steam mm-hmm. typically, i didn't know yeah. if it was a, as self-explanatory as a boiler is oh yeah no no it's <laughs> fine dude there is so much to learn about <laughs> that and there are so many different kinds of boilers that serve different functions and have different quirks and foibles. Um, but generally, yes, they would be making steam. Like I said, some are, can be just for heating, but anyways. Um, so, um, I also have a, a refrigerant recovery license. It's like a, a EPA universal it's called, but basically with those three licenses, and with how many people left the trades in 2020 because of COVID and, you know, the, the skilled trades already have a big problem with, uh, you know, not enough young people going into them to replace their retiring veteran workforce. Yeah. Um, so I kept, you know, it was stunning to me then that it took me an incredibly long time to find a job in the field. I mean, I was like spending significant amounts of my time off of work just putting in submitting job applications especially Um, when uh, everyone should be looking for jobs or at least that's how especially because there was a low workforce yeah um and you must be terrible at interviews (laughs) yeah well it's (laughs) (laughs) maybe um but i mean like it's like for every like 40 applications i put in i'd get one interview maybe Um, I mean, it was like, it was crazy. I mean, I was just like, uh, um, I mean, it, it, it also didn't help that, you know, people who were, you know, my, with my merchandiser job, people who were burnt out at that were quitting. And so my workload with the, my work kept, uh, getting increased and increased and increased to the point where it was actually somehow more stressful to wor- do that merchandising job in 2021 than it was in 2020, which is insane and sad. Um, yeah. uh, and it was it like around like July, like June, July, that was the worst because it's like my workload kept increasing and it's like, I felt like I didn't have much, like I felt like I didn't have a life because all the time I'm not working or eating or sleeping. I'm just, trying to find a job and you know is getting nowhere of that and just this feeling of like you know uh wasting my time and money and effort on getting those going to trade school and getting those licenses when clearly they were not 
you know, getting me jobs, even entry level jobs um, that I was qualified to do. Um, And, uh, you know, if the the lack of hands on stuff meant that, you know, I, I actually knew less than what, you know, maybe someone else who had gone through the same program another year might know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, that just felt so sucky. Um, that just felt like, you know, it's like every everything I did is just like, it's for naught. And I wasted all my time. And it, that was that was not a happy time. Um, right. Uh, but eventually, eventually, I did... Uh, I, I was able to secure an interview for an entry-level maintenance mechanic job with the company JLL, and uh, um, it, it it was it worked out so well that like uh, um, not only did I I just gel well with the all three of the people who interviewed me because they had three interviews they had me do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's like they wanted someone with the licenses that I had. They actually wanted someone who was new to the field uh, for this position. So they could underpay you? <laughs> no, no, actually. <laughs> uh, so they could like uh, – they wanted me to do things the JLL way. They didn't oh, want to have okay. to like train me out of like the train way of doing things. Mm. Um, uh uh, or the thermal netics way of doing things, um, uh, and uh, um, and uh, it 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 actually it and then even you know more than that, like uh, you know I I've always you know felt kind of or you know for a long time now I felt very uh, embarrassed by the fact that I worked for food at Larry's Foodland for a little over a decade basically uh however many years it was it was a long freaking time and felt very you know embarrassed by just how long i was there at this grocery store you know uh not advancing and they actually when they were looking over my resume they my work history they actually thought that was super impressive they were super impressed that i could demonstrate such loyalty to a company um and uh, and then this this job ended up being better and uh, better paying than any of the jobs. One second. Fear number two. Entertainment. Uh, it's almost done. So oh, it's okay. The, the uh, this you, want, sun, you can and, keep you can keep uh, yammering, f- flexing uh, flexing your dick as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know uh uh. Uh, you know, this job ended up being better and better paying than any of the jobs that I had uh, applied to and got rejected for up to that point. Hell so yeah. it just, it felt so, get landing this job, my maintenance mechanic job that I have now, it just felt so incredibly gratifying that the culmination of all this hard work and persistence paid off so wonderfully for me like this and um uh you know this job i love it It, it's tiring you know like for like a month 
after I got the job, I was like almost, almost literally like come home, fall asleep, like right away. Um, and you know, my, I'm still building up my stamina, but it's better now. It's, it's more to the point now where like I can get off work and like, Hey, I, I don't need to fall asleep for like 12 hours right away. I can actually like do something. Uh, you know with my free time again um and uh, this is uh this is a job that you know i can definitely make a career out of you know i i've learned a lot i'm definitely feel i feel so proficient at it even though there's i have so much more to learn but that's awesome that i can keep learning more stuff and making myself more valuable to the company and uh um Right now, it's like uh, I'm, you know, I've been saving up uh, some money to buy a, like, a, I want to get like a 2015-ish Honda Civic, you know, so a, a nice. less old used car than the one I have now. <laughs> um, mm, and, uh, um, and then, <coughs> mm, sorry, um, and then, you know, so that should be happening like right away in January. Uh, you know, I want to be doing that, and then, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm ho- you know, the plan is hopefully sometime in 2022, you know, for me to, um, you know, get my own place, yeah. um, which, you know, it's like, that's, you know, that's in the future, there's nothing, like, set in stone about that yet, but basically, um, you know, I've, it's been a very busy year for me it's in a very busy year and it's been a very frustrating year 2021 has been but i'm very happy with the the progress that i have been able to make and so that i am you know able to put myself in a a much better position now where my future like can so many more positive routes into the future have been open up to me and i i 100 intend to not squander this and you know keep advancing my station in life well um uh, congratulations <laughs> again thank you um uh, sounds like uh you've been working at this for a long time so mm-hmm. uh it's it's it yeah must, why it do must... you think i haven't been on the podcast for so long <laughs> it must be really nice to see um everything you've been doing finally finally fucking pay off you know yes it is immensely gratifying it's just like you know the creators of it's always sunny in philadelphia Mm -hmm. finally now after 15 years of doing this on their 15th season uh becoming the longest running sitcom in uh tv history nice i love i haven't seen the new season but i love how it's always sunny are you caught up for the prior ones Mm mm-hmm Okay, well, I won't spoil anything, but they just debuted their new season, and the the gang is still going, being doing their <laughs> stupid antics. Awesome. <laughs> um, uh, that's my that's at least my attempt at a segue into entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, I. So yeah. So for entertainment, um. So last time we were on the, I was on the pod. I think I I'd mentioned how I had uh made my mom uh well gotten my mom to watch cowboy bebop the anime not the abysmal live action show the the good anime <laughs> and then avatar the last airbender with me okay um excellent shows 
happy to say we both enjoyed them. I like she enjoyed them watching them for the first time immensely. I really enjoyed rewatching them. Uh, and so then we decided to pick a new show that we both haven't seen, and we were watching uh, um, net. We are watching Netflix's uh, She-Ra and the Princess of Power. This is uh, another anime. Uh, it's a oh, a cartoon. It's a American, you know, like Western-made cartoon. Okay, but eh, same difference. Um, Sim- is it similar vibes to anime? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's similar yeah i'd say it's 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 a definitely has more of a western fantasy vibe to it mm. but yeah if you like anime i i see no reason why you wouldn't like shira um especially if you yeah, if you like avatar the last airbender or legend of korra um mm. this is a it's a such a fun show it's that's a really really well done fantasy adventure show um it has uh it's just it's super funny like uh it's super heartfelt the voice acting is great the animation's great i love it that they they reference like uh D all the time uh and it's 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 never predictable um it keep it it each episode manages to be satisfying in its own right but leaves you like chomping at the bit to find out what happens next and to watch more yeah. like uh we we're just about to start the final season so maybe dan and dave wrote the final season and it's just a miserable disaster oh. <laughs> but um joking i dan and dave didn't tb wise and uh yeah Dave, Dave, B- whatever Bignon? his name is, I don't care. Like the, like, the, um, the creators of Game of Thrones, is yeah, uh, yeah, who it, are it, starting it, a new show soon, which, um, uh, which I think will be good. It's like, uh, um, it, as long as it's not a Game of Thrones style like disaster, uh, I, I like, um, well, I'm going to be really happy with this. Like, I've been really happy to it up to this point, so I have no reason to think that. Uh, the final season will, well, will suck. You, you got to think of them bidding off and unwise did Game of Thrones. Like, there's a reason that show was as critically acclaimed as it was. You know, mm-hmm. like the thing is, they ran out of source material and didn't know how to do anything without it. And and they 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 could have done better without the source material than they did. Like yeah. that was just inexcusably sucky the thing they're adapting next is the uh third the three body problem which has already been finished so they mm-hmm. have all the source material mm-hmm. so i actually have great confidence in this show i think it might be an, it's either a netflix or an hbo max show that's mm-hmm. coming out and i'm in the middle of the second book right now mm-hmm. um which i mean i don't see how this relates to television that well i mean, are you familiar with the story at all not at all enlighten me sensei <laughs> um it's hard to it's hard to um uh, exactly explain what's going on, but basically, it's written by Chixin Liu, who is a Chinese author, and cool. uh, the first book I believe won the Hugo Award, um, mm-hmm. which is an award for uh, science fiction or fantasy books. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically, it's it's about like an alien civilization like making contact with Earth and then coming to uh, um like. I think destroy the planet or like take over the planet, you know, mm-hmm. but it takes place over like, like each book. I think it's, it takes place like decades and decades apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how this is going to work for a television series. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I'm sure they're gonna take their own liberties at it, which you know could be scary. Yeah, they did I mean, the, they, they followed the Game of Thrones book so pretty exactly. Um, well, with, with it's like, a like few to, exceptions. to some ex. I mean, when you make an adaptation of uh, something and you know you're changing it from one this art piece of art from taking it from one medium into a different medium, mm-hmm. it's it's a it is it's a challenge to you want to honor the source material. Otherwise, why, why, what excuse do you have for making this the thing right. then? Uh, but you know, you you have to. Some change is necessary in order to make it work in its new medium. Yeah, like for so, like for this one, like I don't know, I don't know how you're gonna do it. Like, unless you do only three seasons and each season's a book, mm-hmm. and then it's like almost anthology because like every book, I'm pretty sure every book has different characters. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the third one yet, and I have not finished the second. Um, so unless you do it like, uh, like, you know, in a time skipping way where each, you do each book at once and mm-hmm. each episode, like it'll have three different stories going on at three different time periods, which would be really cool if they do it well. I don't know if they can pull that off, but mm-hmm. that would be pretty cool. I hope they do it that way. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. And what's this show going to be called? I think it's going to be called The Three Body Problem. The Three Body Problem. Huh. Is there a, a an estimated like release date time they're shooting i would imagine for. the latest it comes is going to come out is in 2023 mm-hmm. um <coughs> are you familiar with what the three body problem is in a uh, scientific terms no not at all i've never heard that term before i believe it's about the like impossibly hard calculation of uh three bodies of matter and how they're going to react to each other gravitational wise uh-huh I, I mean i could be completely flubbing this but i i don't have a physics degree (laughs) so i can't call you out on it yeah it's um i don't know it's it's, it was interesting it's the most scientific book i read and i i slammed through the first one Mm -hmm. um like i read it in like like a week and i don't read books like that (laughs) (laughs) um uh but the second one i have not i've i've been reading it for over a year now um Mm -hmm. because they don't have chapters uh, it's just a whole because it's all translated into English, and the different translator didn't create chapters. It's just mm. all like, like broken up things. So it's a hard time. I like I don't feel the satisfaction of finishing a chapter, mm. which, and that's important in a long book. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, it could be good. Um, I'm I'm excited because I think that they're really good at because of Game of Thrones. They're pretty good at adapting things, but mm-hmm. we will see. Mm-hmm. We do have a. Uh, Fire and Blood coming out next year. That's the Targaryen sh- backstory, yeah, which they show, are not right? involved in. Yeah, good. I uh, I was disappointed to hear that the HBO canceled the the Long Night mm-hmm. a Game of Thrones prequel because I thought that would have been really cool to have a show based around the original battle against the the White Walkers. Um, but uh even though that that was the time the the time period that inter- interest me interested me more uh seeing like more about the history of the targaryens these like insane like dragon riding caligulas yeah. <laughs> there's a ton of cool stuff you could do with that <laughs> and then of course we have our next big um uh movie uh-huh. event coming out on friday uh the matrix no ah 
um <laughs> the one that this is their first one since endgame that like everyone's going to be talking about in spider-man no oh Way yeah yeah no that's another one really looking forward to have you seen the uh, other two that have been released yes the, the other two tom holland spider-man movies. no no no. the other two in the mcu Sh- shang chi and the eternals ah i have not seen sung chi want to uh her good things i did see eternals thought it was mediocre yeah, we, I just we just talked about it on the last podcast. We went yeah. and saw it right before. I, I wanted to like it more than I did. Like, How'd you feel about that moment where um, uh, Rob Stark and Jon Snow met each other? That was great. <laughs> I, I bet, man, he must have been so happy to be able to say lines that weren't. I do not want it, and McQueen. <laughs> like at that the 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 end scene where he's looking at the sword, I just wanted him to just go, "I do not want it." Yeah, <laughs> so badly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I was. That's the. I mean, that, that was great. I didn't think the movie was bad, but like it just it was, was mediocre. It just it was too long. There's too many characters, and I don't care about any of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah well said it the that the scene a TV at the show. very end where you the the whole emotional climax rests on the like love between the, the romantic re- relationship between these two characters i didn't buy it at all like that felt so flat and so hollow to me yeah like yeah I that, really yeah. wish you would have watched Shang Chi. Yeah, no, I want to. I want to um, because I just, yeah. that one was amazing. Good, um, one of good. My, one of my favorites in the MCU, actually. Yeah, well, it looks like I have an excuse to go track it down and watch it now, yeah, don't I? Mean, well, it's on H or it's on Disney Plus. Nice. I uh, I'll, to, I'll probably check the library see if they have a DVD copy I can check out. Well, um, I, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't, um, forget about libraries. <laughs> I love libraries. <laughs> um. And uh, I know, speaking of movies, um, so I got to see King Richard recently, the Venus and Serena Williams movie. Mm -hmm. Really good. Really liked it. Really empowering. Great performances. Um, uh, I... um, I I still think my favorite movie of the year was Roadrunner, the documentary about Anthony Bourdain. As dark as it was, an excellently made film. But the I movie I want to, but Dylan said it was really good. Yeah, no, it's total one hundred percent worth your time. Uh, my, also, although the I don't movie really, that, I don't really fuck with documentaries that much. Ah, uh, I like I like documentaries. But the the movie I actually wanted to talk about was uh, the um. Uh, the um the the new uh Dune movie that came out this year. As a huge fan of the Dune uh book, which I believe I've mentioned in a previous episode of Split Six, mm-hmm. um, I was really happy with this new movie. It's leagues worlds better than the pre the David Lynch Dune film or the Sci Fi Channel Dune TV show. Um. It, it it could have been better, admittedly, and you know there. But uh, I I loved it. I cannot wait for the sequel. Um, it is. It's like uh, um, it's really boring, and especially when you haven't read the books, you don't know what's going on. What? <laughs> and especially when you don't know that there's another one coming out because they don't really re- they didn't really say there was until it says that was part one at the very end. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, this is the climax I get? What? This is just a 
This is just a fight. So, so uh, like, to that point, this is freaking so, Tatooine. <laughs> so to that point, um, that is a, a valid uh, criticism uh, about the them not announcing the part two. So I as thought freaking Zendaya fan, was going to so, be a main character, and she's so just like a, in a dream. So as uh, um, What's happening here. Oh yeah, your beer keeps foaming up. My beer, it, it's oh. a volcano. The fuck is going on? Um, Shorts, fix your shit. This uh, is very experimental. <laughs> yes, it's like a magic <laughs> potion. <laughs> um, uh, so as a like I said, big big fan. I you know looking up stuff of this on my own in advance. Like I always I always knew they were gonna make a part two, but. It, so it, it came as a total surprise to me that, yeah, they didn't make this clear to just the general movie-going well, public. I think, I think they and, never announced it until, like, they made sure it got, like, um, you know, good reviews. or mm-hmm. Not good reviews, but, like, at least wa- watched enough. Yeah, that's, that's crazy to me that they didn't make that more apparent. And also, like, like uh, but, so, so like, I really enjoyed it. I haven't talked to anybody that enjoyed it that read the, that read the books. So, or that wait, didn't say read it again. The, I'm, I have not heard anybody that liked the movie that didn't read the books. It sounds really? like the people that read the books liked it. Mm-hmm. The people that didn't read the books have been like, "What the fuck is going on?" Ah, uh, so that's like I saw it with uh, Jordan and Brooke, who haven't read the books, and they mm-hmm. both they both really liked it. They, I mean, they I, said I they wish... didn't have a hard time following it. But so, well, I'm really interested to know what did what did you what think, was hard to follow about it? Well, one of the things that was really hard to follow is I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it on HBO Max. Ah, so, okay, like, yeah, we saw it in a theater. Okay, me, like but... you know, in a theater, you can't look at your cell phone and stuff. And mm-hmm. like me, just watching it like lazily on a like a Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. Um, just kind of watching it and be like, I don't really know what's going on. I don't really get it right now. Mm-hmm. And then like easy to just like, oh, let me look at my phone for a second and then come back. And like, I now even less idea of what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, in- really, it well, didn't entrap me. Like, really? Uh, yeah. Like, um, huh. You see, I'm like, sure I would have liked it better watching it in theaters. Uh-huh. Because that looks like what it was made for, obviously. But I don't know why they released it on HBO Max that Exactly I know the, the director time. didn't want it to be released on HBO Max uh, at mm. the same time, but um, really, I thought that like uh, um, just the you know the 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 opening scenes were so like visually striking. I really liked and the, the opening music scenes. Was so good, like uh, I thought it was very captivating, mm. like right away. Like yeah, the, uh, the, so, the I'm, first the, like the the like the opening scene was great. I really liked that. But then mm-hmm. it's like okay, well, apparently these people can use mind control, but mm-hmm. not really. And the voice, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know. It's just like because I read like the I think I read the first chapter of Dune, and that's the part where like he puts his hand in the box, right? Yep, yep. The pain box. Which I don't. I thought that was gonna be more of a thing. I don't know. I huh. just I see. I, like, I, I I didn't really care about the characters. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't invested because I w- didn't read the books. Really, like yeah, like now you see, like I thought they, I thought they, I thought they did a really good job of like, uh, um, uh, showing how like you know Paul Atreides, the main protagonist, is like you know he's just because of the station in life he was born into, he's going to be very powerful. And yet he uh, doesn't quite have all his, you know, crud together and uh, 
um he's being thrust into this like uh world of uh you know intrigue and sabotage and betrayal that he's really not like ready for um, I, mean, I, just I thought the, that was cool to and me, with psychic to me all, powers and to me it all seemed like he didn't have any any control over was his his voice or whatever it is the, the voice everything else he seemed kind of fine at I, like like uh he was a kid, you know. Like, yeah, so like course... I mean, don't like don't you remember like the the scene where like uh, he where they're they're trying to save the the workers on the spice crawler and he just like he gets totally like zoned out by overwhelmed by the spice and just... then they have to go back and save him. Yeah, but I, uh, I did because I didn't really understand is, is spice just a drug i thought it was spice powered sp- spacecrafts uh so the the spice is a drug also oh, okay i don't know what, what why does he keep seeing uh, zendaya uh because he has the uh, one of his psychic powers is that he can like see the see the future he and has, he like, only has psychic prophecy. powers because of his mother uh they that's something that is more towards like the the end of the book so that'll be something that you get more in the 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 second film but yes because and that's a big part of it is because of his mother the yes. first book there's three books in that book right uh what do you mean like how they do book one oh when you're reading a chapter book like oh yeah book yeah yep yep so are there gonna be three or are they just not gonna say that again until we get disappointed by the climax of this next one so i would have to imagine that there's gonna be two movies because when i say the dune book i mean the, the actual like physical like yeah the book right uh, which is separated into three acts like yeah like, like, every, like every good story I, I uh i have to imagine of where they chose to end the film the uh the second film will be the cover like the whatever is left of like act two and three, and three they're gonna yeah. combine them yeah i would i would imagine so if where where they left the story at it seems logical to like and just with the sequel just complete that story you realize i'm a in it's like something i realized the other day mm-hmm. um you know, because like there's a three act story normally with uh, mm-hmm. movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And if you think of all like the major TV shows, mm-hmm. it seemed like the climax of all of them, like the best part of all like the major TV shows, probably happened at the uh, climax of the third season. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, think about it. Like um, think about. Did you ever watch Lost? Uh, yes. Like, yeah, I remember watching Lost of you. Yeah. The final or the the final episode of season three of Lost was like my favorite episode mm-hmm. that's the when charlie dies and not penny's boat mm-hmm. uh breaking bad mm-hmm. end of season three was my favorite episode where jesse pinkman you seen breaking bad right yeah jesse pinkman has to go and kill gay uh gail mm-hmm. and like you don't know what happens like that's great mm-hmm. um think of uh game of thrones final or second to last episode of season three the red wedding mm-hmm. probably like, i mean probably the best episode of game of thrones yeah like it just seems like that's where things need to end and my favorite show, uh, The Leftovers, is only three seasons. And that one, the final of that, is my favorite episode, too. Mm-hmm. It just seems like once it goes on a little bit longer, it stops getting as, um, uh, like, I don't know, like, something needs to drastically change after that. Like, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's so, no, I mean, that's that's a, an issue with all, like, mm-hmm. serialized stories or just, you know, conti- mm-hmm. long stories is that, you know, it's, 
it, it, it if you stretch a story out past a certain point it does become more challenging to maintain audience interest which i mean that's just the inherent issue in storytelling yeah is, you know don't, don't if you don't basically if you don't have anything interesting to say or show then don't just needlessly pad out the the story right and that's um uh you know lost um one of my favorites like after everyone starts stops like, not stops liking it after season three like uh i know uh speaking of like long stories and, um, that uh, I, oh good oh sorry i i, I wanted to tie <laughs> this into mm-hmm. the third installment of the spider-man universe with tom holland mm-hmm. and the third overall installment of the spider-man universe with the third spider-man mm-hmm. this is going to be such a good movie i feel like it's yeah. already getting really good reviews nice it's the only movie that i'm actually excited that it has a really long run time for cool <laughs> like two hours and 30 minutes like i normally like that's fucking way too long mm-hmm. why was the eternals that long um mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> mm-hmm. i know that had to be because of the massive amount of characters in it but um this is should culminate i think I mean, we are we are all we are, we are all hoping that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in this. Yes. So that- oh, I I really 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 hope that they have. Uh, um, uh, I think it's Andrew Garfield. Um, or sorry, Tobey Maguire. Sorry, I hope they I really hope they have Tobey Maguire come in and just do the evil emo spider-man dance from his third movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like if they can pull this off like damn this like this essentially is going to be setting up everything else that marvel is doing going forward with whatever and if we can have you know we already we already know we have alfred molina playing doc ock we have Mm -hmm. uh, um the guy that plays Green Goblin, Willem mm-hmm. Dafoe, yeah, and we have Jamie Foxx playing Electro. Like mm-hmm. they all just sat down and did an interview together. Yeah, cool. Um, talking about being back in the film and whatnot. And like Willem Dafoe says something like, "Yeah, you know, it was really great to be something like I did so much earlier in my career and coming back to do it again." Mm-hmm. And then Alfred Molina's like, "Yeah, for me it was the money, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny." <laughs> 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 oh, so honest. <laughs> Yeah, so we're gonna have all everything from all these all these old Spider Mans coming into one like Yeah. You know, and Doc Ock coming back. Essentially the, such a good villain. The, that was such a good movie. The first like like I know there's been other superhero movies before Spider Man, but that was the one that got everybody like yeah. really into these superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Was the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah, that, so that I'm was... gonna be so disappointed if they're not in it, but mm-hmm. there's, there's no way, right? Oh, let there be the way. I mean, it's, it's Sony and Marvel. Like, yeah. they have deep pockets. They can make magic happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just give me those guys. Come on. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, I I know I was going to say, uh, um, uh, s- speaking of, like, uh, long stories. Um, yeah. So a, a le- lengthy story that I've been enjoying recently is the one from the the video game uh persona 5 uh you know i think i've yeah with, with joker right with, yeah joker from, from super, uh, smash, super brothers. smash brothers not the batman villain the joker yeah. um uh but it, it's uh it's, you know, it's an rp turn-based rpg so like pokemon where like when you get into a battle mm. you uh you take turns attacking each other and there's a, it's a rich complex combat system to it 
Um, but it's one of the best role-playing games RPGs that I've played in a long time. Basically, Less the, skill the premise based, more knowledge based. Yeah, yeah, knowledge and planning. Your yeah. ability to plan out your actions and tactics in advance. Not how quickly you can press you. A or B. Yeah, um, and basically the the premise of the game is that you're a superhero who or you discover this like spirit world that's like a, a parallel to the the, re- the real world mm-hmm. and um that when you're in the, the spirit world you can uh like it, if you are powerful enough uh, or you're basically you can like read people's like minds their hearts and like souls uh and or possess them or kill them so uh, you could through the spirit world like murder someone and there'd be like no way that any any you know detective could ever trace that back to you because you leave no evidence in the real world um and uh um and you find that there are these evil people who uh they've been granted this like uh or they've they've forged this like power in the the spirit world uh where they they make these they called mind palaces where they they've essentially made these little like pockets fear number three politics all right um let's finish up what you were just talking about yeah so uh, don't worry, it'll only take 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> but basically, they they have these things called, like, uh, mind palaces where the, like, distorted view they, the per- person has of reality has formed, like, their own little, like, pocket world in the spirit world where that they rule over like gods basically where they can just do whatever they want and like create like monsters and you know things to pleasure or glorify themselves with like a Um, persona yeah yeah um and (laughs) uh um so and the, the thing that i actually find most interesting about the game that i was not actually expecting to like so much about it is that like so like it's about yeah roughly 50 percent of the game ish you're 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 the superhero you're superman but then like uh half the game is you being clark kent essentially is just you living your like ordinary alter ego and working your cruddy like minimum wage job and like trying to get to school on time and you know just like dealing with other just like mundane nonsense but somehow that's like incredibly compelling and fun like uh and the 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 like there's this episode of impractical jokers Mm -hmm. where they like have to do like uh fake video games (laughs) (laughs) and uh like they're presented to a group and one of them is like superman but just the clark kent stuff Mm. (laughs) so it sounds like sounds like you would have been persuaded there so but yeah no like (laughs) briefly uh it it's really cool what they do with it. So so like the in the way the the spirit world and the real world like they interact with each other. So like the the uh first main like villain you go after, he's this basic basically Larry Nasser. He's this like evil like uh 
athletics director at this school you go to who's like uh um uh physically and sexually abusing his like uh students um and uh you know every even though he's a terrible person and he's terrible to a ton of people like everyone like loves him and adores him because he's like the best volleyball player in like the country and so he gets all this praise and accolades and no one will like touch him or like you know no one will look at seriously investigate these accusations against him and so his mind palace is a warped version of the school where it's his uh, castle and the like the the gymnasium is like a chapel where he is worshipped and like the monsters there are stronger because that's where he has the most power in the real world is there like in you know in the gym in the actual like athletics area Mm -hmm. but because the students are they're safest from him when they're in class and they're actually in a class because you know he can't like just walk in and like do something to them like in right there so his like control over this is weakest in the areas of the castle that are roughly parallel to where the classrooms are in the school and so like knowing things about the way this person views the real world like uh will help you uh like navigate their mind palace better like uh and there's a ton of cool stuff like that like there's a um like there's a villain who uh um uh he plagiarizes uh like uh his art students uh art and then sues them for plagiarism and like uh, and he's selling all this like counterfeit art and if you can like familiarize yourself with the uh, art pieces that he makes uh then being able to identify which art pieces in the mind palace are fakes um will allow you to get through it better uh there is one mind palace this guy who's like a uh, an evil ceo and so all all his like the things in his mind palace like he sees all his employees as expendable robots that exist Mm -hmm. just to make him more money and so like uh if you can like uh convince the robots that disabling like security the security systems are a cost savings (laughs) then they'll do it but like uh you learn things about what the villain's mind palace will be like from the real world and then through their what their mind palace is you learn more about things and the way they view things or know that you can then you know in the real world and you can go back and utilize that information and it's it's super fun and i love that like you know it it rewards you for like uh getting going out of your comfort zone and like uh um making new friends like doing something like making a recipe making a new mm. f- food recipe that you never made before raises your like courage stats um uh um, you know, uh, going to like a karaoke, like, will you know, increase your like, uh, uh, um, you know, charisma, um, yeah. <clears throat> like, uh, uh, 
and it's just uh um uh and it's just they it re- it rewards you for yeah like getting to know people like other characters in the game and being a good supportive like friend for them and you see how like having a diverse group of friends with you know diverse mindsets and opinions uh will can help you over you know in greatly improve your nonlinear problem solving skills and that just the game handles so much like heavy subject matter with uh, tact and nuance and yet it's the overall tone is just so joyous and like so the game is so despite the fact that you're dealing with so many like grim problems it just it seems the so genuinely happy with life and with living and just with just the small like you know pleasures of life like uh um uh petting an adorable kitty (laughs) and just you know uh randomly going to see a movie with your friends and uh um i just love the game's attitude of like uh um Yes, you know, stay committed to advancing yourself and making the world a better place, but don't, you know, it's important to take time off to, like, enjoy yourself, have hobbies, have have a life outside of politics, you know, you'll be, like, better off for it and your efforts to actually, like, affect positive change in the world will become more sustained uh, through having a positive attitude and just, you know, taking time off. Well, speaking of trying to have a positive attitude when the people at Being Mm -hmm. consider you expendable human beings, Mm -hmm. um, just this week in the Midwest... Yes, (laughs) yes, I was going to talk about this too. uh, Tornadoes wrecked everything, Mm -hmm. including one Amazon factory where seven people died. Uh, Eight. Or, oh no no wait that's at the candle factory so seven people died at the Amazon oh it might have, I thought it was something affiliated with Amazon uh yeah no so there were actually there was an Amazon like a uh, fulfillment center in Illinois yeah um where yeah these tornadoes went through and they destroyed the Amazon fulfillment center there was also a uh, um candle factory um it's called the uh mayfield consumer products factory in kentucky where Mm. same thing happened where employees were forced to stay in the factory stay at their posts keep working while these tornadoes were bearing down on them and that one eight people died as the the factory was destroyed by tornadoes yeah um uh, so I don't know how to keep a positive outlook on this when this is the world we live in, but um, uh, well, maybe, so, maybe we can so, learn something from so, Persona Five. Not so. <laughs> so yes, don't be like, yeah, innocent people died. This rocks. <laughs> like, uh, but um, when you do nothing but like you know focus on the miserable, on the the grim, on the the you know on the the tragedies of life, something you I've been start known to do. tearing. Uh, wearying those around you you start sapping them of their energy tearing them down and which hurts you as well it's why like even you know even in the midst of like terrible stuff happening you have to make time to uh you know do things do positive things 
yeah. and enjoy yourself. Well, like, um, uh, because the, that will the struggle keep you is going real. and keep you know the people around you like uplifted. Mm. Especially when Time Magazine gives Elon Musk the person of the year. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but um, with the 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 these these factories, like it's it's nuts to me. Like it's so it's dystopian, and it is is actually it's like a scenario from Persona Five where yeah, these, <laughs> I know I was picturing this exactly when you were talking about yeah, this. like we're like why tor- I let you go on for so long. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> thank you. These tornadoes come down, and they're like at this like the Kentucky candle factory. Like the bosses were telling people, if you leave because there's literally a tornado like coming here this way, you will be fired. Um, and then the, the company, there were some people who, who did just say, all right, fire me. I'm, I'm leaving. And the company is actually taking roll call that to try and find out who left, you know, so they can like punish them. Gross. Yeah. And yeah. And then we got Mitch McConnell demanding disaster relief, even though he's consistently voted against it. Oh yeah. Um, It's his state. So then that's when government is good. When it benefits him. Yeah, which, you know, honestly, we should give him disaster relief for, for that state. But, you know, he, he just shouldn't be in. Oh, he's a terrible person. Uh, it's so tough. Like, I saw Andrew Yang tweet something the other day that mm-hmm. said, like, you know, there should be four parties. There should be, like, you know, the two parties and the Republican and the two parties and the Democrats. Like, no, not really. There should just be three parties. It should be the fascist Trump supporters, <laughs> the centrist Republicans and Democrats, and the progressives. <laughs> like, there's really only three. Just the two that are in the middle hmm. are controlling everything because, you know, Biden's running on the most progressive platform ever, even though now he just is deciding that something he campaigned on, which is uh, giving uh, – uh, tuition relief or student yeah student student loan, de- relief. loan forgiveness student yeah. debt forgiveness that's not happening anymore hmm. um just it's just the democrats aren't gonna do anything and we're just watching the republicans take all this power stop all these voting um uh things and we're we are yeah. we are we so, are facing donald trump coming yeah Donald trump's second coming and, and he <laughs> so. is probably gonna either win or if he doesn't win i've been saying this over and over again it's gonna be even worse if he doesn't win because shit's gonna go crazy again it, it's like he's, uh, not gonna, um, he's not he's not he's just gonna concede this time it, it's like uh um no so i'm glad you bring that up so i'll have to try and find andrew yang's tweet that sounds like an intriguing idea but i haven't read it so eh, i can't comment on it yet but i, I would not be opposed to uh, third parties having more power and leverage because yeah yeah like the, i am I- entirely disgusted and embarrassed by the democratic party's performance this year like uh you know even though they hold the senate by a slim majority regardless they still they control that they do control the senate and they control the House of Representatives, and they have the executive branch, they have the presidency, and the like. They have accomplished a pitifully small amount mm-hmm. mean, over the course of a year, whole, while holding all that power. Um, and it, it is—it's sickening. And I'm—I'm I'm so thankful that I'm in a position now. <coughs> sorry, like where. Uh, um, I can keep advancing my own station in life 
even if the government doesn't act to like you know raise the minimum wage or do a million other things they should be doing um but i feel bad for all the people who were in the same position i was in not that long ago which is you know trapped in retail um you know it's like the american people want the minimum wage to go up democrats and republicans they want the minimum wage to go up uh, Democrats and Republicans, the just the American people want more infrastructure spending. In fact, the American people, both Republicans and Democrats generally, are in favor of gay marriage now. Like, there are a ton of things that uh, the America that are good things that the American people want, and that the Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are just they they're like they're doing this like elaborate song and dance like oh we have to make sure that Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin are on board with this oh we can't get anything done unless they're okay with it like it's like no you freaking losers like if uh um like Yes, Biden has stopped things from getting worse after, like, you know, his election. But Trump left us in such a bad state. Just getting worse with just, like, little minor improvements here and there is not good enough. Like, people are, like, falling apart mentally and physically, you know, right now. And the the federal government has so much power to improve our lives, to to make the lives of its citizens better. And it is just it is so in, sickening to me that the the Democrats have so failed to enact decisive positive change this year. Uh, and at the after a whole year, you know, basically all they have to show for it is an extremely watered down infrastructure bill, which that's good. It is still a good thing. Do not get me wrong, but there that's like saying that like, okay, this, this, my final exam was 40 questions. Um, I, I was given the answer key, uh, and an, uh, uh, to the test and two extra weeks to study. And I got the first question 100% right. It's like, good, but, uh, there is no excuse <laughs> for that being it. Right. Yeah. You know, we got, uh, it, it's like putting a fucking duct tape patch on a leaky drain or, le- or, or a leaky pipeline. The water's just going to go somewhere else if you're not fixing the entire fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, really. It, it, it's like that'd be like uh, that would be like me if they if they were like, okay, Vinny, there's like eight toilets in the building that uh, don't work at the start of this month, and uh, like uh, a year later. I was like, okay, um, so I fixed one toilet, and that one toilet works perfectly now. Okay, good, good, but like that's 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 not good enough. Like that is not, it's not that would not be okay. We're also dealing like you know we just had the Oxford shooting here in Michigan, mm. and Garden City High School, which mm-hmm. is the city that I live in, 
mm-hmm. uh, just went on lockdown today because of a threat. Man, that's um, sad. My brother's it, my brother's school. It's like I said, people like they're mentally falling apart, and it's it's so sad that even like high school students are. Yeah, my brother's being so my brother's broken. school literally. This, yeah. listen to this fucked up. Let me actually read this to you that I got texted by my brother um, today. Uh, it's about like what they're doing for like school shootings or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Let me just read this. Okay. Um, your mission today will be to use those same five minutes once you hear the lockdown alarm to barricade the door of the classroom or area you are in. If you are not in the classroom, you'll need to get to the safest or po- safest areas possible to figure out how to barricade or secure your area. Treat this mission as if your life depended on it. Use whatever you have accessible to build a strong enough barricade that no threat could possibly get through your door. You must protect your house. Please stay calm. After the five minutes, the all-clear bell will ring. Teachers, take a picture of your door and send them to me or an administrative staff member. We will complete the pictures. We will compile the pictures and determine who had the best barricade. The classroom with the best barricade will be awarded the highly coveted Dearborn Police badge sticker. This is only the beginning, Pioneers. We have a lot of work to do in the coming months and even the years to make sure that we are even <laughs> that if we are ever faced with the worst kind of evil in the world, we will be we will still be prepared to face the evil undefeated. <laughs> our resolve must be greater than our fear, and through the practice and training, I am confident we will prevail no matter the circumstance, no matter the threat. I am proud of to be a pioneer and look forward to getting to work and beginning our training journey. Which is it, like it, 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 that, that is that's it's fucking, like it's like that's that, that is sad, sadly man. I think that's a good thing that they're having the the students and teachers practice for a, that for but, a sticker. Why don't we just yeah, do something yes, about but this? But it's like it, it's what's screwed up is that that's the fact that that is prudent. Mm-hmm. Like that is so wrong that it is the prudent thing to do to have students in school and teachers have to practice barricading themselves in rooms to stop gunmen armed gunmen from killing them yeah. like that is like and I, at a lot of schools actually That's are teaching cause... kids how to barricade like classrooms and it's like i totally see why they're doing it but that is screwed up that we're in that state where that's normal that's putting a fucking duct tape patch on a leaky pipe. Yeah. You know, it's so, well, it's like, you know, sometimes, like, yes, put the duct tape on there to start with, but then you follow up with that. Like, mm. you make the more fundamental repairs while the duct tape is on there keeping things together because it's not going to keep them together for that long. And it's like government is just like, it's, that's the duct tape is fine. Do we really need duct tape? Can't we just use scotch tape for this? Yeah, and and, I, and I, we will never look at this again. It's good enough. And yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it's so nuts. That is, it is. It, and it, is, it just goes back to my point that like Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi you know, the the head of the Chuck Schumer, the head of the Democrats in the Senate, Nancy Pelosi, head of Democrats in the uh, House of Representatives. They should all be ashamed of themselves for, um, you know, having all these problems. And they've done so little to, to, to 
fixed any of this. And I, I get it. It's impossible to fix everything at one time. But, like, you got to be able to do more than, like, just the infrastructure bill in one year. Like, you got to be able to, like, I need to be able to do more than, like, one toilet in a month. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to do more than, like, one bill for one thing a year. And yes, I know that there was the COVID relief bill he passed right away, and I don't care about that because no one remembers it, and it's not going to help him or the Democrats that much. And it didn't. It's not that like that that that's not good enough. That 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 it's that's that's not good enough. Yeah, you know, like if you want to fix like the school shooting things, mm-hmm. like you know, you might want to try something like that's not fucking crazy like right now i think the michigan legislative is like trying to pass a bill to arm teachers which is the dumbest thing i've ever fucking heard of it's like it at that point the gun is a it's a a teddy bear it's it's a security blanket it is a pacifier because just having a weapon is very different than uh, someone who is trained in how to deal with a live fire situ- combat situation where you're going to be going up against someone else with a firearm who's trying to kill you. And that's crazy different. flying through the school? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, like a fucking pacifier filled with cyanide. If you yeah. suck too hard, you're just going to fuck something else up. Like, yeah. you don't think kids are, kids are just going to get into this shit? Yeah. You don't think well, a teacher can have a bad day? A teacher like, can have a bad day. And like I said, using a firearm in like a shooting range is totally different than a like a live fire scenario where you are going up against a hostile with a firearm that is a totally 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 different thing there's going to be like people running around like who who you might be innocent bystanders what if someone was able to like disarm the real shooter and they're running away with their gun and you shoot and kill that person or what if yeah you you're shooting at the real the real bad guy the real villain these you know school shooting mm-hmm. psychopaths um you're shooting at the real psychopath but you miss the psychopath and you hit someone else i mean it's like it's madness and if like you, it's not that, that's not the teacher's job like that they, is, they don't get paid enough as it is like, yeah <laughs> seriously like like <laughs> like and, Republicans and, just want to say like, oh yeah, it's a it's like a, a mental health crisis. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Then let's pass well, Medicare for all. Well, like, and let's let, let's make uh, mental health like counseling, mm-hmm. you know, free. Let let's make that a, yeah. a government subsidized all, baby. Just service. Every- this so that every American citizen who wants like counseling mm-hmm. uh, can get it like free of charge and without having to jump through many hoops just just because they're an american city citizen citizen yes like yes let's do that that would benefit everyone and one of my everyone more, in the country would benefit from that one of my more drastic ideas is forcing social <laughs> media companies to charge people to be on them like so you can't mm-hmm. get a free account like you have to pay mm-hmm. like let's say they pay like ten dollars a month mm-hmm. that's gonna really decrease people on there and they're probably still gonna make enough money because people are still addicted mm-hmm. and they're gonna get on them but mm-hmm. it's just like not it's not gonna be able to cultivate all this fucking crazy conspiracy shit yeah or and, or and, we and, could and just yeah, do like, something even crazier and just mm-hmm. like take them all down 
Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like yeah, no, uh, and, 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 like, and just pay that's, that's people. That's an interesting idea to like, yeah, make them paid services. I I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. And yeah, like social media companies are like they're super underregulated when it comes to that sort of nonsense, mm. allowing uh, extremism to to fester on their platforms and they like it when extremism festers on their platform more clicks. because yes more clicks like they like there's a documentary on netflix the social dilemma it goes into this in more detail can't recommend it enough but basically like social media companies want no matter what your worldview actually is like it doesn't matter like, they want you to feel like your worldview, your values are under assault, under siege, and crumbling away. Because if you feel like there is this doom, this apocalypse coming or happening. Which right now both and, sides and feel. Yes, yes. Um, then you are much more likely to... Uh, um, you know get emotional about it and like keep coming back to it to find updates and they want to make things like uh so uh like hurtful or they want to make things so like uh uh, uh offensive or jarring to you that you feel compelled to uh interact to either attack or defend something and it, like I said, it doesn't matter what it actually is they want to make you feel compelled to, to come back and click and comment um and it, your, it shouldn't be legal it should not be legal and yet they're just allowed to do it with impunity and it's like oh it, biden like buddy if you can't if, if the, the midterms happen and we're just like, hey, we got infrastructure passed, right? The Democrats are going to get slaughtered because people need help and the government can do it and they're not. And that is not acceptable. And this is the world we live in. Vince, thanks for being on the Split Six podcast. Yeah, uh, happy to be here. Thank anything you. Anything you want to promote? Um, any, anything you want to share where you find follow you? <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dang, yeah. Uh, watch She-Ra, watch Dune, play Persona 5. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can find me at Nick Wigella on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Facebook if you want. Um, remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. And thank you for splitting six with us. Bye, everybody. Have a fantastic day. We love you.